like sucking. Legit bad podcast. Pee and poop. Welcome back to Legit Bat. We have, uh, uh, well, I guess it's a swap cast with Forbidden Knowledge News, Charlie Robinson, XQ420. Who else is there? Uh, I think that was it. And us. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. This sounds weird because I just ate a really ridiculously hot chip. I don't know if you've heard of the one chip challenge from Pocky, but we just did that and I'm in pain. My mouth. <laughs> My mouth is not on fire anymore, but unfortunately now it's my gut and soon to be my butthole. So I'm not very happy right now, but we're doing this intro anyway, just to, you know, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't even know why, but hi, <laughs> what did we, I was going to do something earlier. Remember there was something I was going to mention. Oh, going to Colorado. Oh, I was going to say that, but I didn't know what you meant. Yeah. Stop picking up my ear. We're going to Colorado. Denver. Move the mic a little bit. All right. We're going to Denver November 6th to November 10th. If anyone wants to come hang out, Joe's birthday is November 9th. It doesn't really matter because he doesn't give two shits about his birthday. He's made that very clear. But I tried. After so many, like, why would you? Oh, okay. I tried to make this really fun thing where we're just going to hang out, but now it's turned into this really epic event where a lot of people are going to be there. So. Come hang out, I guess. Maybe a lot of, a lot of people Celebrate you know. Celebrate Joe. Maybe people you don't know. Maybe new friends you could make. Yeah, it was going to be just this whole, like, let's go hang out. We're going to talk to Charlie Robinson and... Lindsay Sharman. And Lindsay. And, yeah, and everybody. And Chris and, and Corey. And then I let a few people know about it. And apparently it's a big thing now. Uh, Andy from Deep Share is going to come out. We're going to hang out with him. That's going to be fun. We we always love him. And uh, Jeff from Shadow Band said he might come out. Kyle from Big Dumb. But yeah, there, it's kind of an impromptu meetup, but it's not till November, so I guess it's not that impromptu. We'll have more information as we get it, I guess. We don't really know what we're doing or when, but it would be fun to all hang out at some brewery. There's a lot of cool places. We know there. we're going to drink. That is set in stone. We're going to drink, sleep, and try not to throw up. Ben's sitting here just looking at us and... Probably... I, I, just, I, I don't really have much to say. I probably won't be going to that. You could be. Yeah, more than likely not, though. But no, should and will or we should all make an attempt to do this shit before we. It's impossible. That's what I was saying. I'm like, the reason I'm okay with all this is because very soon we might not be able to leave our fucking house. It might be Australia up in here. So yeah, I'm still contemplating life decisions with the chip. Oh, so you are hurting from the chip? Not really. Not the mashed potatoes. The chip. No, it's one of those things where I'm like, um, well, tomorrow's gonna suck when I sit on the toilet. It's about it, though. I know. I I heard already. I might take a spicy shit before tomorrow. I'm hoping because I might call into work tomorrow. I don't know. Eight hours. It's... I want to tell anyone too if they want to do the Pocky One Chip Challenge, wash your hands probably more times than you would if you thought you had COVID. Because I washed my hands like three times, touched my eye, and it's still in pain. So preferably once those, isn't enough. Like throwaway gloves would be the best. <laughs> Or yeah. maybe just some saran wrap or something, because I went to go pee afterwards, and I was like, oh, I can't touch my dick. Oh, shit. Yeah, it might just be better if you don't. 
at all to any of it. I think the wrapper that it comes in is what you're supposed to use. Like you open it and then use it. And then you just use the wrapper like you would a burger holder if you're eating it in and out or Can something. Can you imagine you watching know? somebody eat a chip with a holder? They're all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, you don't get it. It's the fucking. The upside to this stupid fucking challenge is now I know what it's like to be a teenager these days and do all these dumb fucking challenges. Uh, on the list is Tide Pods. It's mm. a stupid game, and I won a stupid fucking prize, and now my <laughs> stomach hurts. There's I, no prize, though. What was the prize you won? Uh, a fucking banner. Yeah, they give you this stupid <laughs> banner. That it's like, so cool. I destroyed the one chip challenge. No, it fucking destroyed me. I'm sorry. I, I didn't destroy shit. I ate one chip, and now I hate my life. So. <laughs> and now the shit is going to destroy him. Dude, I, I'm going to have to take a picture. I'll, I'll put it on Instagram. I'll uh, put my shit tomorrow on Instagram. It'll be actually steaming, I'm sure. Oh, probably we'll shouldn't do that. But no, probably not. Challenges are dumb. You know what's weird? literally a social construct to make people do We won't get banned for a picture of my turd. <laughs> but anything else I post, we might get banned for. <laughs> Medical misinformation. Right. Like, this turd <laughs> like, is not a problem. This, the pocky shit is not that hot. Like, the f <laughs> He's a liar. The turd is not actually steaming. I'm like, no, it was. Trust me. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I felt it. I felt it. But yeah, we uh, this episode. Yeah, we, this has intros, nothing to do with this episode. But uh, it's Chris and Corey's show called Day Zero. So go check them out. I mean, everybody should know this at this point what Charlie Robinson show is. But this is a new show from Chris and Corey. It's kind of their laid back, almost in the style of our show. Just kind of they get on, talk shit, and well, it's Chris, Corey, Charlie, and X Cube four twenty. I didn't know that going into it, but he, he was like, oh, it's fine. We just asked you like at the last minute. So we had an article to bring at the end. No, I know you've brought it. I was like, I don't know, babe, figure it out. <laughs> it's about the endemic. <laughs> the endemic. From the big pandemic. Yeah. Check out day zero there. It's a great show. I've, I haven't listened to a whole episode yet just because I didn't know they were actually out yet, but it was cool. He, Hit us up an hour before the show and asked if we wanted to come on, so here we go. Didn't do a, a regular show tonight, our shit show, because, like usual, scheduling conflicts, but we'll figure that out. We got uh, Alex Stein coming on Thursday, Lord willing. And that's about it. Yeah, I ain't got nothing else. Enjoy the episode, guys. Yeah, uh, fuck it. Welcome back to Day Zero. I'm Chris Matthew. We're back to rub some shit in that all-seeing eye and reclaim our sovereignty, or at least give that motherfucker a bad case of pink eye. Our hosts today are author and historian Corey Hughes. Corey, how you doing? Acceptable. Acceptable. Good. That's, that's, that's acceptable. <laughs> Host of Inside the Cube, X Cube 420. How are you doing? <clears throat> Uh, I could be doing better, but I won't. I, I won't let that affect my mood. Ah, that's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Author and host of Macroaggressions, Charlie Robinson. Charlie, how are you today? I I feel like maybe I'm I'm better than X Cubed. I'm a little bit better than Corey, but I feel like Corey's upgraded because normally he's just straight pissed off. So yeah, we got maybe a little upgrade. Maybe he's just high. I don't know. Yeah, I usually know he's just waiting Couldn't for be. that meteor. 
I just gave, oh, oh, you're going to steal my story. Uh, no, I, <laughs> Here it comes. no, I just, I'm at a certain level of giving up this week. It's unprecedented. So like, nice. I just, I, you know, people talk about fucking, you know, we're moving towards idiocracy. I think we've been there for like 50 oh, fucking years already. While. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been there for a while. And today we've got host of the amazing legit bat podcast, Joe, Jen, and Ben Hodgden. How are you guys doing? way better than Corey. I think uh, we're doing better than ever. I'm in I'm a great fantastic. mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had the pleasure well, of hanging out with Scott. Well, screw you guys. Get the hell off of this show. No, I'm just <laughs> We had the pleasure of hanging out with Scott from Truthzilla last night and his girlfriend, Katie. She made us these awesome, well, she makes these shirts that we are wearing today. Uh, and they were just really cool people. We got to uh, watch, we got to show them Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy last night. They had never seen it. So it was pretty awesome that we got to do that all together. And it was just we had cool a really to meet good him time. in person. We had, we're in great moods. I, I awesome. missed I miss I missed the powwow even though I was only like 30 minutes away just from working the entire week I got off of work and I was like I I can't no I, I nope however I am in a great mood I don't need to be in a bad mood to talk shit like a lot so let's get this party started Fair enough. let's do it all right here at day zero we bring you the most fearless voices across the interwebs to inform enlighten wake up and hopefully piss off enough people to shift our train wreck of a timeline on this earth. Whether it's a spinning ball, floating pancake on a turtle's back, or prison matrix with Agent Smith constantly trying to rape our peaceful avatar's existence and take away that juicy non-existent steak from our holographic plates. But we say no, Agent Smith. We know the steak is fake. We just want your goddamn hands off it. Corey, what you got for us today? Okay, so as uh, many of you might know, I am a full advocate of uh, complete and total human extinction. And, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, NASA, I, I, we're going to talk about NASA a little bit because they're a bunch of fucking jerk offs. And uh, so we get, no. an, we get an article this week that says in 2182, it could be cloudy with a chance of asteroid. So allegedly, there's an asteroid that's supposed to fucking hit us or could possibly hit us uh, in September of 2182. So these motherfuckers would present it like they actually have a clue about what the fuck's going on out there around our, our little spinning rock. But then I come across this from September 24th, a warehouse-sized asteroid whipped by Earth and no one saw it coming. So fuck. I don't think these guys have a goddamn clue what time it is. They're predicting asteroids 200 fucking years from now, but they can't tell when we got one in our backyard 10 minutes ago. So uh, my uh, article today really, really is just, uh, you know, shitting on NASA for their constant either ignorance or lies or both or combination thereof. But uh, this is just fucking ridiculous. A space rock possibly as wide as a football field flew between the moon and Earth last week, but the big asteroid cataloged as 2021 SG wasn't spotted until the day after it had already made its closest pass to our planet. Um, yes, so I don't fucking know what to think of this. They can predict shit 200 years from now, but they can't tell what the fuck's going on today. That's uh, That was my story for today. I'm anxious to hear your comments on it. Trust the I want to know if meteorologists <laughs> train at NASA. Just a thought. Yes. I think NASA yes, knows yes. exactly what's up, and they just fucking lie. That's just my opinion. I Go think ahead, they train at community college. I think they train at Tavistock Institute. Yes. <laughs> Teach them how to lie better. Working on some harp shit. Yeah, well, I don't know. In, in, the, in the American Family Plan, uh, Joe Biden is looking to give all the uh, 
the people who are misfortunate to uh, free years of community college. So uh, we can get a few more people, meteorologists and uh, people to go work at NASA uh, via that. Uh, See, so, you know, I, I think that's all you need. You don't have to be correct if you're a meteorologist or if you're in NASA or hell, if you're even a scientist now, you don't actually have to be correct. You just have to uh, uh, have a regime approved narrative. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you just faction approved narrative. That's all you have to. That's you all have you have to, to have stand right up now. and cheer when the make-believe lander lands on the planet. You have to do all this and stand up and applaud and do all that for that moment, and then you can go back to pretending like you're staring at a computer screen. I was well, going to say we got the founding fathers of NASA, uh, the Nazis. So you know. Yeah, yeah, we got we got NASA, got SpaceX, and Disney all sleeping in bed in this horrible threesome together. And it's like, you guys expect me to believe that that is actually something? I don't know. No, nope, none of it. I'm not doing any of that. Well, what the, yeah, the real question is, uh, Corey, why did they decide to look for this um, this football uh, size field rock after the fact? Well, I mean, what what is something ping on their radar? I mean. Um, I, something must've pinged on the radar. I must, I kind of related to the fact. Yeah. Like you, uh, you know, like imagine getting shot at and then a minute later, you're like, Holy shit, I was just shot at. And then you try to investigate, like, it just doesn't make sense. One thing I want to point out, like when you go back through NASA's history, like they're a scumbag organization and have been since fucking day one. Um, they pretty much had a partnership with the central intelligence agency and acted as an intelligence front for the CIA for decades uh, after the creation of the Central Intelligence Agency. I mean, when you go back, uh, when going through Kennedy, you know, you come across like three or four of these really low-level fucking guys who went to go work for NASA after having done shit like been a construction worker or worked at a coffee shop. Um, and when you get to like the Winterland uh, Ice Arena, the ice skating rink David right. Ferry allegedly went to, that that place was run by a woman named Mary Boots Roberts, uh, who has about half a dozen fucking aliases. And on her resume, it says that she went to work for NASA during the Gemini and Apollo missions. But there's not a fucking record of her working for NASA in any NASA documentation. Obviously, CIA front. That was kind of just how it went. And that's, that's where like the $400 toilet seat came from, right? Because that money didn't go to a $400 toilet seat. That money went to the fucking CIA covertly. So... You know, when you get or into the not so covertly or not so covertly, right? Since we're talking about it, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's um, they. I, I, I just have a hard time believing anything that fucking NASA says anymore, especially when you look at the old Apollo, you know, low Earth orbit shit they tried to sell off as being right. out in deep space. Like, seriously, go fuck yourself, everybody at NASA. Well, and I just to do a little shout out. I actually searched your. Uh, I think it was a three hour or five hour. Um, it was your Kennedy presentation on Forbidden Knowledge News on YouTube. I looked it up and you got into the Mary Boots Roberts uh, and the Winterland ice skating rink and how that everything tied in. You tied it in with the Zionism and all that. Isn't it pretty much your opinion that everything is basically the CIA at some point or another, pretty much every entity, if it sees any kind of major success like that, has been permeated by the CIA? Yes, but also, you know, the one thing that I've been really kind of overlooking is the role of uh, actual army intelligence. And, uh, mm. you know, you have this weird relationship between CIA. CIA gets to call fucking drone bombing missions now. How the fuck did that come about, right? Well, well it's see, not really the CIA doing it. It's army intelligence working with the CIA. So I have to really go back and start to dig through, like, what is the role of army intelligence? I can tell you with certainty, like Frank Sturgis, 
uh, everyone should know Frank Sturgis, one of the Watergate burglars. Like he wasn't CIA. That fucker was Army Intelligence. The CIA guys, I've read enough interviews to know that they didn't know him through CIA. They knew him through Army Intelligence. So you have this like jumble of people all working together, all in intelligence, kind of hard to differentiate them. Well, yeah, I mean, one of, one of our friends on base, he went to two tours in Afghanistan. He was saying that it's the largest Air Force base, Kandahar Air Force Base, or it was before we gave everything away to the Afghanistans, uh, Afghanis. Uh, he said that there were two parts of the base. There was the uh, military side and there was the CIA side. And the CIA side is where all of the Rangers, Special Forces, Delta, all of those guys would go because they have all the intel in comparison. All of the uh, follow-up missions and, and things like that that would follow in the strike teams, those were the ones that were going off of Army intelligence for the most part. But obviously, they all talk to each other. Yeah, it's really hard to separate these guys, and it's really hard to separate them from the mob also. And it's also right. hard to separate them from like – like Frank Sturgis is a great example. Um, Frank Sturgis – uh, had, was army intelligence, but he was kind of loaned out to the Israelis to go fight in the fucking wars over and uh, against the Palestinians, you know, back in the early days of Israel. So it's, it's, these guys get loaned out, right? Like, like I've said it before, all of the assassins and Kennedy assassination, technically right. they all were fucking CIA, right? but they were all on the day to day more affiliated with the mafia, all of them. You know, uh, so these guys are like, they're like in a, it's like a criminal exchange program between all these different organizations. See, speaking of um, space psyops, why haven't we heard anything else about um, the Space Force? You know, after uh, Biden took over, it's it's silence. I want to know what's going on in the Space Force. Well, they got are new we, uniforms. Uh, Did you see that? No, no. Oh, yeah. They look like they're straight out of Battlestar Galactica now. <laughs> that was the big news on on them so uh yeah doesn't their logo have like the star trek like little symbol doesn't that the little, i, th you know, I think it's thing? close yeah, yeah a, bunch of, probably close. a bunch of fucking idiots i well, think it's the our, idea that they think we're a joke there, there was the idea that space force had more to do with uh cyber security than actual space and i don't know how much to believe of that that was kind of a q thing as much as i can remember they were talking about space force being like the the watchdog for the elections because that worked out so fucking well you know well, I well will it say might as well be if the capitol hill police is going to be in charge of collecting information then then the space force might as well be in charge of patrolling our oceans you know what i mean it makes about <laughs> as much sense as that so well i will say not. this or the, national guard driving our kids to school the, the, <laughs> there's that too. the major yeah. banking system that the all military branches use which is navy federal credit union i have it um, as of last year, they updated their uh, little login thing to actually have Space Force right oh. there on their logo for when you sign in. Uh, my, that's the only thing that I've seen of it in answer to your question, Chris. That's the only thing I've seen of it that it's actually come about post the talk of Trump creating one is that last year when I started logging in, I noticed that there was more than the five branches I was used to. And I'm like, whoa, because it goes by really quick. And I'm like, oh, shit, they put Space Force in there. And I mean, that's that's like, you know, who they do all of their money with for all of the enlisted and officers and all that stuff. I don't yeah. think oh, they want goodness, us there's... to know what Space Force is doing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a I trillion think they want dollars to worth of stuff that they're mining off of some asteroid, right? So they're going to need a bank account to put that money Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They made it like a joke with Trump, though, like, oh, Trump's from right. Space Force. That's ridiculous. And now that Biden took office, it's just under the rug. It's hush hush. That was just some dumb thing Trump did, even though it was something very real. But they're not going to let us know what they're actually doing. No, I, I, I mean, up until then, you have most everything was the Navy and the Air Force that was doing shit for the sky and working with NASA. 
And with the Space Force, my guess is that most of that intelligence and the operatives that will be um, enlisted with it are basically going to be like, yeah, if, if you're in, if you get accepted into this branch, it's all classified. And we're going to be redirecting a lot of the other classified information from the other branches and merging it into this. And it's just going to be a dark force. No pun intended. With Gary McKinnon knowing more about it from 1998 than most of us know today, right? Right, I mean, right. He broke a, broke that. I mean, so it's like, hey, we're 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 announcing the 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 creation of Space Force, and Gary McKinnon's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's all, hey, right now you're you're <laughs> announcing this. <laughs> now, uh, now, Corey, did um did they name said rock that, that flew by? Us? What did, did the rock have a name? Yeah, it was 2021 uh, SG. SG. Okay, because I'm looking at this right here in uh, National Geographic. They've uh, they've got a picture up here of asteroid Bennu. They've already named this asteroid. Oh yeah. Even though it's 300 years, uh, you know, into the future, they say that that's the one that has <laughs> uh, a higher likelihood of uh, hitting hitting Earth. But they also nature has something that says there was a record number of asteroids that whizzing past Earth in 2020. So um, you know, some things that make there sense. Is. Seeing how last year. There was an asteroid that actually did hit in Africa. There is one that actually landed. Yeah. And nobody said anything about it at all. Except Shepard Ambellis. He was screaming at from yeah. the rooftops. I remember that about it. <laughs> That's yeah. now, it was we, in Africa, man. Nobody gives a shit. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's just brown you gotta, people, you gotta whatever. We all probably know about um, the the secret space whistleblowers that are, you know, circulating about. I've had a few of them on my show. And, of course, you have to take all that with a a grain of salt. But some of them believe that our our space force has already uh, put up asteroid defense systems to where they can, you know, if something gets close, boom, we can just take it out to to save the planet. Now, like I said, I don't know how much. That's not true. I don't don't believe that's true because – uh, last year, when when China, or I mean, it might it might have been this year, when China had that un- well, the the rocket they sent up into space, and then they said the ass end of it was just falling uncontrollably, and they asked the uh, was it Lloyd? They asked him in, in a press conference, they said, uh, "What are y'all gonna do about it?" Say, "Well, we hope it lands in a body of water or somewhere like that." What the fuck does that mean? Somewhere <laughs> like a body of water? I mean, we're, we're, we're crossing <laughs> that, our that's, fingers that's here. That's what the answer was. Yeah, that's what the answer was. It's like, are you going to shoot it out? This guy's like, ah, we really yeah. have the technology to do something like that. I, I don't know. I, I I would like to disagree with that because I think that that narrative was exactly what they wanted you to hear, that they weren't actually doing shit about it. They didn't really care, this, that, and the other. I would I would almost put money on the idea that they have more, more than the kind of technology and power, the firepower to be able to take something out like that. Uh, the, just Just so you're aware... One of the guys that I knew personally in the Navy, he had the only job in the Navy that they had created. He worked on a boat with a one gun that was experimental. And because he had been on it from the time that he started, they were going to use him as the trainer for anybody else that came about. It created an entirely new rate or MOS uh, for himself. Uh, that one gun could shoot into the stratosphere and actually break apart things from a naval ship as well as the regular rounds could travel over 20 miles with extreme accuracy. Um, my guess is, is that they have not just land-based, very, very, very fine equipment to do that, but they probably have it on ships too, and we just don't know anything about it. Yeah, Ben, well, you're right on with the technology they, being way yeah. ahead of what 
they tell us, you know, in the in the news or whatever they're showing us, they should they basically showing us that we have shit for technology when it's really we've got some pretty far out there stuff. I'm pretty sure. I mean, we've yeah, been that, seeing it with. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I'm I do understand that. I'm saying that depending on where it's landing, will they shoot it? You see what oh, I'm saying? For sure. Because, right? because, oh, for sure. Because I understand that we just sent a big. I mean, I just watched the Iron Dome uh, a few months ago. Just yeah. continuously shoot fucking rockets out of the sky that was for damn badass. eight, nine, ten straight days. So I know they've got the technology, but that maybe they're hoping that it lands in a certain area. And if it does, it's a shit. We we missed it. We hit the button, and it just whizzed right by. You know, hey, you win some, you lose some. Hey, a puncher's chance. That's all we got. <laughs> well, yeah. You know if, it's, saying? if it's coming and, for China, they're gonna look at it and oh, hey, help! Well, we have a meteor coming at us, and the United States is gonna go no. And then General Milley's going to get on and be like, hey, I'll try to see if I can uh, help you guys out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Commit treason. And then everybody's like, oh, yeah, you're good. Pat on the back. You know what Yeah, good, good job I mean, standing, standing up to the orange good. Cheeto. Yeah. I, I usually don't take comments from the live chat on this show, but I have to get your thoughts on this. Justin Michael says, dude, space is fake and the earth is flat and enclosed. The only way to get out is interdimensionally. Thoughts, everyone. And I said, Bigfoot's the only one that does interdimensional. Bigfoot's interdimensional. Hey, I don't know. I'm not disagreeing. I don't know. We could be, but I, you know, who knows? What I want to know is a possibility. Those 20 miles, you said those uh, rounds that are accurate at 20 miles, is that artillery rounds, like non rocket propelled? It's just like a mortar or whatever? No, if I'm not mistaken, they're fully laser guided. So basically, the way that they do that is almost like they would a drone, where they do have the ability to shoot it and then let it go and it will hit. But the problem is, is that much like a a far sniper shot, you have the Coriolis effect where the earth is turning and at that distance, whatever you're shooting at at the time you shoot will be hundreds of feet away because you know we're hurtling through space at 4,400 miles per hour. That's what I was Are we? So (laughs) I don't know. So that's the thing is that like, they have the technology, for instance, they've had it now for a while on the Abrams tank. The Abrams tank can lock on and the gunner can push the button to fire and then the gun going over hills like this won't shoot until the gun knows that it'll make the shot. So we have a whole lot of different things that I wouldn't necessarily say they're homing and I don't know how they work. So for anybody that wants to correct me on this, feel free to. Are you saying uh, you're I'm not, not a scientist? Yeah, I'm not. So you should actually oh, trust me. Wow. Um, yeah, but you but... stayed at a Holiday Inn Express though. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I'm probably trusting more than most of the mainstream scientists. Yeah, I think Charlie's got something. We've got that that footage from the space station years ago, right? Of that little craft that moves in, moving in, uh-huh. and then there's that flash from the from the Earth, and then that right. thing sees it and takes off the other way, and this beam goes whizzing right by where it was. I think we've all seen that. That's something that was over Australia that they yeah, well, and they've shot at that. They've thing. been they've been dealing with light uh, light rails for a long time where it's the idea that they take uh, an actual generated light source that is so intense, much like if you get one of those green laser beams and they say, you know, don't don't shine the green ones in your eyes over a certain amount of, I think it was lumens or jewels or whatever, because it'll actually burn your retinas. If they have those in store-bought lasers, there's no fucking way that they don't have a giant one that can absolutely disintegrate someone just like a, you know, a Star Wars movie. There's no way that they don't have that shit. Yeah, well, Charlie, not. Charlie, yeah. this this said footage is it blurry? 
Now you said it's, it's a, a space because I mean the US, UFO stuff is only blurry. So always Bigfoot, Bigfoot. you speaking of is blurry. It's yeah. black. It's kind of black and white because it's being shot from outside from the space shuttle at towards the Earth. So it's it's kind of black and whiteish, but it it it's surprisingly good quality. And they it's zoom pro- it's in. It's probably on a fluoroscope. <laughs> It's surprisingly we'll good. They didn't, they didn't film it with a Bigfoot camera. I know that. <laughs> or, or UFO camera, either. UFO camera. They, either UFO, they must have been yeah. using the real camera for this one. Well, we all know UFO cameras are known to fail and be blurry right when they're supposed to be used. Immediately. Yes. Yeah. So to get back to Justin's question. The, uh, yeah, maybe it's the alien technology that's, uh, that's blurring it. That's possible too. So right. Justin's yes, let's question get back in the chat. Yeah, because he's getting bummed that we weren't talking about it. When I said I'd have to agree, I do agree that the only way out is interdimensionally, not even necessarily death. Uh, there's that old saying, just because you're dead doesn't mean you're enlightened. I think the only way out of this weird matrix is some kind of, I don't know what it is. Justin, help me out here, buddy. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if the earth is flat or it does seem like a closed system, though. I'll, I'll give him that. It does seem like it's a closed, hermetically sealed system. It kind of supports so. simulation theory in a way where you right. have to find the magic code. I don't know what that is through words, through vibrations, frequencies. I'm not trying to it's be up, a hippie. It's up, down, dippy. A, B, left, I don't, right. Right, exactly. Like how to get the secret code to get out is what we need to uncover. And I don't know where to well, find that code. So Somebody needs to find it because I want the fuck out right now <laughs> i just want to know why the the flat earth people you know they always want to have a debate they always want to come out here they have all this information i mean some of it's great information but the people like the the astrology you know astronomers and astrophysicists don't want to debate these people for some reason you know that is interesting I'm, i don't know either way but you know why does not this not happen all the time you know I neil degrasse tyson gets very 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 hostile about it like when he people does, talk about no, flat like, earth real, no he just it. screams the earth isn't fucking flat and then throws a mic <laughs> at the ground like he's so angry and it's like okay well just just laugh about it if it's so unbelievable just walk away from that conversation that's a much better thing to do absolutely i i, I we all of us i've heard every single one of us and maybe except for with you know the exception of Corey because he's pretty close-minded when it comes to interdimensional shit um but uh, I always, I, I've heard pretty much everybody that has said, you know, even in just doing podcasts, much less research prior uh, to doing a podcast is like, you end up hearing so much information that you can actually research and look at that. I'm actually to the point where I'm like, you know what? I don't fucking know. I'm not saying that I believe one way or the other. I'm just at a point where I go, it fucking could be because I've seen so much <laughs> shit in just the last year and a half alone that I'm like, I don't fucking know anymore, guys. Guess what? Everything I thought I knew, I'm not really sure about at all. Like, at all. Yeah, I think it would behoove everybody on Earth (laughs) to just be as open-minded as possible right now. We don't know where we are. And anyone who wants to say that they completely know, just show us proof. I just, I'm tired of the blind faith or just trusting the science. Absolutely. It's It's like whether or not it be interdimensional, the JFK assassination, the Tartarian mudslide, Earth is flat fucking eight like all of it i'm like yeah it all fucking it it's it's probably all true like i have no fucking idea or maybe none of it's true that's also a great possibility all i, I know the is only thing, i don't know shit the, the only thing we know for sure is that history is manipulated we've been going into that right. quite a bit lately especially with all the weird documentaries we've been watching but uh, there's yeah. definitely something fucky between like 1700 and now something 
happened there that we're not told about. With I want to talk to somebody about the World's Fairs. Have you guys looked into that shit at all? I that is some saying. wonky shit. Uh, mm-hmm. They put up these thousands of acres worth of intricate buildings and like waterways. They say, so we're told, in two years. So we're told. Just for a World's Fair, and then they fucking dynamited it all afterwards. They spent yeah. h- however many millions worth of dollars on all this shit, apparently, and all this intricate work just to demolish it afterwards. It doesn't make any sense. They well, had uh, that guy on, he was on OBDM yesterday, but he had been on with with on Sam's, on Tim Howie, Hat Howdy. before that. I've been to a World's Fair. I've been to 1982 Knoxville oh. World's Fair because my grandparents lived there. I went, had like a season pass for the summer. I was there. It was the greatest thing ever. The greatest arcade I've ever been in in my life. So that's what I remember about it. But I heard that I heard the guys uh, call on OBD. Um, I haven't listened to tinfoil hat yet. And yeah, that was kind of freaking me out a little bit. Like he, yeah. he, he was, he was making some really good points. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? what? He's like, the, you know, talking about like, like how much money they lose on these things. And they, they're always into making money, but they don't mind losing a ton of money on this. Why? Why are they? And then he talked to the, the architect. Yeah. He talked to that architect who he, he like showed him the plans and was like, if you had unlimited resources and could totally build all of this stuff, how long would it take? He's like, well, give me two years for planning, two years for like landscaping. And then like 12 to 14 years of after that with for modern like machinery to build yeah. all this shit and they supposedly did this in the what late 1800s early 1900s it in was two years. it was yeah, yeah so it was it was in the 1800s when they first did it and the idea that they built this entire intricate building out of steelwork and paned glass before they had one automatic tools two an automatic glass press maker and the entire building which was massive was made out of that and then they supposedly moved it after that and they also erected the original one within seven years and i'm like no no none of no and they literally no used everything way. they used horses for everything back then horses right horses like, buggies hand tools chisels they had to fucking hand do and hand press all the glass panes and i think he said there was some god-awful number like twenty-five thousand, or sorry 2500 separate pl- panes of glass some of them curved and they're like no you no, no, just fucking no. That's this not the kind gotta, of thing that makes me question it. You know, I got to get Max Egan back on. He knows all about that and Tartarian shit. We're in, we need to talk about that stuff because I really don't know enough about it, but it's it's fascinating. Well, I don't know either. And that's the thing is that the, I think the point that Joe is making is that regardless of what you know or don't know, it's very evident and clear that we are not being told the truth, at least to the fullest extent. And I think that's where it's it's kind of like when you trust somebody and you get you find out for sure that you got lied to once you put into question everything that they've ever told you when it comes to sensitive things. It's like we've been told this narrative throughout our entire history, including the fact that flat earth uh, was taught up until I think it was like 1890, which correlates with the 1890 theory of the summit. It, it correlates with the 1860 idea of the Tartarian mudslide and all of these kids that were orphans being shipped all over the place on trains and boats, becoming adults by that age and saying, what are we going to do about this shit? It supports the idea that at the turn of the century, we had a 1 billion uh, population globally, and now we're at almost eight in 140 years. It's, it's a like, lot of fucking... None of that shit makes any sense. If anything, I would say that we've been lied to. But what the truth is, well, that's the whole point of being lied to is that you don't know the truth. So I'm like, I don't know what the truth is, but I also am not sure about how much we've been lied to. Another great line he said was, uh, you're not actually searching for truth. You're just sifting through the falsehoods. You're removing all the false 
because you don't really know what the truth is. You can't look for the truth because you don't know what it is. So you're finding something, removing it because you found out it's false. Moving on to the next thing, removing that because it's false. And eventually, hopefully, process of elimination, you get down to something resembling truth. But. I think that's what we're doing today, though. I think 2020 was very eye-opening mm-hmm. for everybody. And now there's so much propaganda in the news. It's I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but it's very easy to sift through what's false and say, right. okay, there's a narrative here. There's a narrative here. There's a narrative here. And then also to know, sadly, that people are just reading it and just taking it in like it's totally true and just at face value. Um, but that's happening. It's like rampant right now. So I think it's important for everyone to just look at the news right now and then go back and go back in our history and do the same thing. And then you can kind of see like, eh, all right. And then moving forward, be extremely open-minded because we don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, just like Ben said, you only have to be lied to once from somebody touted as an expert that we're told to trust. You find an overt lie in something and you're like, okay, we got to sift through some shit now. But they they cover it now too. They cover it with like, oh, oops, we made a mistake. And it's like, oh, well, it seems pretty blatant based on all the Especially with all the technology, their ability to correct us on what they know we don't know has just gotten better and better because they have controlled opposition. They have pre-programming. They have straight up lies. And then my favorite is the fact that when they do come out about something, they tell everybody who's shocked about this information, like you're stupid. You've known this for a long time. Why are you making it a big deal of it? And they gaslight the fuck out of the public who actually find the new information shocking. And I'm like, their their tactics are so wide. And I this is where I completely start getting into where, you know, Corey's expertise is because I'm like, yeah, because they've been honing it. They've been doing this for a long time. They had this shit set up and they've had help globally. Like one of the things that I know that we've talked about is why the fuck are there like 44 countries all just silently okay since 1959 to 1961 with nobody being allowed to even go to Antarctica? Why is that just something that everybody globally is okay with? If I want to go out there and fucking die in the ice, let me. Why the fuck not? It's not owned. You'll disturb the penguins, dude. It's about the penguins. I don't give a fuck about the penguins. I know, but they do. Well, apparently you can go to Antarctica. It's extremely difficult. And there are and it's some in one places. Place. <laughs> yeah, there it's, are some places that are inaccessible. Yeah. But, uh, Did you yeah, say the thing can... out there? Isn't that where the thing was at? The thing? The thing? Antarctica. Oh, yeah, yes, thing, I love that movie. That was, that, was, that was a great oh. movie. Maybe the thing's out there. Maybe that was North Pole. The there. 80s. Yeah, North Pole. I, yeah, think, yeah. I think you're right, Corey. That was a great movie. North Pole is <laughs> very expensive to go to as well. We looked in, I looked into going to both because I was like, all right, well, you really can't go there. That's insane. But they do have excursions that are about $10,000 per person just to go out there. and you. But it's very planned. You get to go exactly where they tell yeah, you to go. Exactly. And then you see all of the sites they want you to see, and then you yes. can say, "Yay, I went to Antarctica." They don't actually you know, show I, you the Earth's butthole where all so the Nazis are. You can't just are. go free explore there. And then we saw a video where there was just a boat that was just fishing out there, and they just balls to the wall went straight to Antarctica. And this naval ship came out of nowhere a and warship. was like, "You turn around right now!" And they were like, "Dude, we're just fishing. It's fine." And they're like, "Turn around now, or we'll be forced to fire on you." And they're like, "Okay." This thing was fuck. a straight up battleship. They just turn around, but they were just in. I think they were in between. <clears throat> Was it Tierra del Fuego, like southern southern tip of South America and Antarctica, and they were just hanging out, and this naval sh- warship came out out of nowhere and told them to turn American. around and go back for no reason. Yeah. Well, they, they, can't, doing they can't have anybody find the the entrance to the Hollow Earth. I mean, obviously, that's, that's, that's what it is. That's what I'm saying, yeah. They're or the ice something. wall. Yeah. Right. So, okay, so let, let's take all those theories, it, it, even just the idea of it. Let's say you don't believe in the ice wall, you don't believe in the Hollow Earth, you don't believe in any of that shit. Let's take 
what we have and talk about that. The fact that there are countries, all that have accepted since it was formed in the UN, that nobody owns Antarctica, nobody's allowed to go to Antarctica for the past, what, 60 years? It's like, yeah, we don't know what's out there. That's the point. So why are they shielding us from it? Well, in my opinion, it's because they do know, or at least have a real good idea, and that's why they don't want us to go. Whether it be any of those theories or not, I, you know, I don't fucking know. All I know they is absolutely I do know. To. That's why there's warships out there keeping you from getting there. They know what the fuck's out there, and like American warships all the way down to the southern tip. What are they hiding of South though? America. And what's, what's the I can't point think of, of a, I can't think of a better place to do like sketchy experimental shit. Oh, you know? for sure. If they're doing like animal human hybrids or fucking crazy virus I mean, stuff. New Schwabenland's a real fucking place. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it could just be as easy as that, Corey. They're just doing fucked up experiments. I mean, they're doing human experiments right now overtly in front of everybody, but maybe they're doing the really weird shit down there. Humanity black, is one giant. Black sites and all kinds. Well, yeah. if you turn on the, 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 there's the tracker for the, the Fitbit. Mm -hmm. have you ever seen the map of the fitbits where they're all light yeah. where they all light up there's a bunch of them in antarctica yeah it's, it's like a huge really percentage weird. of people measuring their steps in some underground base while they're resuscitating aliens or whatever the <laughs> that's fuck where are. dude that's where the godzilla versus kong shit starts coming in because they in that last movie where they did godzilla versus kong they actually dove into the idea of that hollow earth theory and where all yeah, of these creatures yeah. come from. And even though, you know, it's sci-fi, the first thing I thought about when I watched it was like, oh my God, that's so cool. They put Hollow Earth in this. And then I went, you fucking pre-programming pieces of shit. Try to <laughs> put it in there and make it normal for everybody. That way when somebody's like, yeah, I actually believe that. Oh, you're crazy. It's like, yeah. really? All right, I don't know if you're crazy or not. All I know is, is I'm going to entertain the idea that you may not be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move to Charlie Robinson. Charlie, what have you got for us today? Well, yeah, I want to talk. Smarter. I want to talk about the um, the supply chain fuckery that's happening. We've got all of these. Um, we've got seventy container ships hanging off out off the port of Los Angeles and Long Beach just waiting to get into the port. Now I lived in, in say of Los Angeles for 10 years or so. So I know that area Sorry. pretty well and nobody ever had any problems with ships backing up there. It's not like they didn't know where to go or, or, or how much, you know, the name that you need to allocate for each ship to come in, drop it stuff and get out. They've been doing this for a very long time. They understand how what's going on. It's what's happening right now is intentional. They're creating supply chain shortages because these guys are trying to manipulate this dark winter that's coming. We're hearing it from everybody. We're hearing it over and over again. Fauci's talking about it and Biden's been talking about it before. They're talking about dark winter, which we know is a bioterrorism exercise that the government wants to put into place but a component of this is going to be a supply chain breakdown we we're already seeing the pre predictive programming going out through the media now we're starting to see this it's not it's not just happening you know at all all of a sudden in 2020 nobody knew how to how to steer a fucking boat through the through the canals right they just kept <laughs> crashing them all of a sudden like magic right so so that happens we get toilet paper shortages which i i would suggest is just sort of an appetizer uh last year and now we've got the real shit coming down and we're hearing we're hearing um, that the that farmers are being incentivized to burn their crops 
at the to be compensated by the government. I mean, this is not normal. This is this is the beginning of starvation tactics. So, what's the I, reasoning behind that? Behind the motivation to starvation burn tactics. your crops? No, I mean like it, publicly. What's their motive? What's their reasoning for that? I, I don't know. I don't know if they've given a decent public explanation for it. I, I'd be interested to know why why we're buying food that we're throwing away or we're not allowing it to come to market in conjunction with these, these ships being, uh, and look, I mean, if you've ever been to, it's, it's happening in China too. I mean, they're getting clogged up there. If you've got a, you know, it's, it's like anybody that's been on out on a freeway, especially in Southern California, where you, if there's an accident on one freeway, it backs up and it creates problems on others. So if you've got a, a backup here in Los Angeles and, and it's, and everything's coming straight from Hong Kong, then you're going to have a backup in Hong Kong too, because these ships can't turn around, drop their stuff off, turn around and go back and, and, and service Hong Kong. And I don't know if anyone's ever been into Hong Kong, but you fly in, you land on a, on an airport that's been built it, it's a reclaimed land. It's been built. It's a man-made island. And then you go on a train and you go through and you get a chance to look out the windows and see the biggest shipping port you've ever seen in your life. It looks like something out of a science fiction. And that's just Hong Kong. There's there's a dozen of these ports all around the uh, eastern coast of China, and they're all getting clogged up. So what we're having right now, I think is going to be like anything shipping related. It's a delayed reaction. It'll take a couple of months maybe for it for it to really be felt just in time for winter, right? When, when we get uh, all the vaccine side effects kick in, when everybody that had COVID took the vaccine anyway, and then is going to get exposed to COVID again this winter, and they're going to have big problems with that. So, so just in time for that, like we can't get any of our, our medical supplies from China because everything's kind of backed up at the port. Oh, oh what a shame. Right. So I, I can see this being part of a massive agenda to get uh, Americans down on their knees and begging for government uh, assistance. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like last year when, when we had the initial lockdown and to kick, off the inflation uh you know of course the restaurants were closed down takeout only so wasn't that many people going there well you see there's certain farms that can only sell two restaurants and so when they were closed down they weren't buying as much product they weren't able to just go and like give it to salvation army or go feed somebody who was hungry or send it to a grocery store because they're not allowed to the government has them like they're they're, they're handcuffed and of course, he's seen where they were dumping out uh, gallons upon gallons of milk, but like you said, burning farmland. So that kind of kicked off the inflation hype. And then you're seeing right here on the back end. And it's not just that. Um, I actually work in the automotive industry. Uh, we're fucked as far as a car, please. I mean, we are absolutely fucked apart. And, and people come and they talk to me and they're like, man, what's taking so long? And I have to kind of hold my tongue. I have to be careful. But I always say, here's my answer to him. I was like, well, you know, everybody thought it was a good idea to shut down last year. So here it is. We're reaping what we say. This is it. Everybody thought it was a great right. idea. And so here's where we are. So be prepared. If your car breaks down, you won't be able to get a part. Something stupid like brake pads. I mean, stupid stuff like that. And then as, as these car manufacturers move more and more towards uh, things that let's say advanced auto mapping things that, that they can't technically make that you have to program. Now it, it even pushes you more and more 
towards a centralized area. And of course they wanna push electric cars, which right now they can't make one without it burning up or crashing into uh, objects that are not moving. So, um, so yeah, they, they've got a plan here and um, they, they really kickstarted as we all know with that lockdown in uh, March of 2020. Well, yeah, I, people, this is, um... people need to buy their stuff in advance like stuff that you're mm -hmm. going to need for the winter. Like if like, oh, my computer's kind of acting up and everything. I'm, I'm planning on getting a new computer. Get it now. Like, don't wait for that stuff. Like be <laughs> plan ahead. Expect there to be delays on, on of everything and supply shortages of just about everything. You see, and I got a Christmas shop right now. I'm yeah. bad at Christmas shopping <laughs> in December. Like, I think what's going on right now is pretty obvious that this is the intentional destruction of America. And uh, Absolutely. I've read this before. I want to go ahead and read you a quote from Benjamin Netanyahu from the early 90s. It says, America is a golden calf and we will suck it dry, chop it up and sell it off piece by piece until there is nothing left but the world's biggest welfare state that we will create and control. Why? Because it is the will of God and America is big enough to take the hit so we can do it again and again and again. This is what we do to countries that we hate. We destroy them very slowly and make them suffer for refusing to be our slaves. And that sums up the entire fucking uh, COVID-19 pandemic and every other goddamn incident, 9-11, Kennedy, you name it. It's exactly what the fuck it is. This is the intentional destruction of America. We lost our country when Israel killed Kennedy and implanted the first Jewish Zionist president, Lyndon Johnson, who basically gave them everything they want, carte blanche. They have controlled us ever since. That is what is happening. And you can find that in writings going all the way back to the Talmud, which is uh, disgusting. And all this shit is like way right out in the public, you know? Right. But no one ever talks about it because, well, we all know why. Right. Oh, damn. Who was next? I mean, damn, the room got quiet <laughs> fast. It got, it got quiet. I was, I was expecting somebody to jump right in, you know, immediately. And it was just like, go oh, for shit, it. I I'll put a cricket sound I, well, in I, mean, I, did, I didn't know if, like, if, we, if it cut off or what. I was like, holy hell, something <laughs> just happened. Oh. I said, maybe the, maybe the, the gods. Uh, came and, and, and struck this uh, struck this screen down. I didn't know. <laughs> they're out they're there close. Lingering. They're close. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. They're, no, they're, I think hey, we were close. all just taking a moment to kind of mold that over because that that's was exactly heavy what I was pouring. doing. I was like, that's exactly uh, what I was doing. Man, I've never heard that Netanyahu quote before. That's fucking savage. Like that's yeah, that, that's, that's some rough. real. That I mean, that's a tough one to explain. Leaves good speechless, thing, huh? Good thing you know when that guy comes to town when like years ago when he would come to town to new york um he'd stay at, at jared kushner's place right kick him out make him sleep on the couch and he'd he'd stay in the the guest room is that or stay in his bedroom so yep. at least you know at least Netanyahu's not tied into american politics or anything <laughs> what a scag um the funny yeah. thing about trump though like here's the thing about the, the relationship uh between trump and the israelis is a complicated one because on the surface, he came off like a typical Zionist, like pro-Israel and all this shit. But when you look at really, when you look at his administration, like the average administration for the past 20, 30 years has had about 30 to 40 Jews in the actual administration in the White House running the day to day. Trump had 15. And that, I think, speaks fucking volumes. And that's why they hated him and wanted to get him out. Because he, even though he appeared to be friendly to them on the surface, he knew the deal underneath. Right. Yeah, I'd like to know how much, you know, we're, we're having uh, all this talk about, you know, reelecting Trump with all the actual fraudulent uh, activity that they found lately with the uh, Dominion machines and everything that's going on amongst uh, across all these states. Uh, you know, I, I know 100% there's nothing going to probably come of that, but it is interesting that people still aren't recognizing the, the fraudulent 
witness from the election. Well, in, in a whole lot of places, you can't say anything about it. Uh, otherwise, you, you, you become missing off of every <laughs> piece of social media platform ever. Double tap suicide. Yeah, and it's crazy yeah, how yeah. Um, MSNBC is like pushing this bullshit narrative. See, even the Republicans' own audit proved that Joe Biden won, right? But when you look at the, like the Arizona numbers, they threw out like over 200,000 ballots, and Joe Biden only won by 13,000. So you're like, the vast majority of those ones thrown out were from Republicans. So that, I think, is the case. That's how they're getting away with this election fraud, by chucking ballots. You know, I'm not even going to get into the stuffing the ballots in, the, in Georgia in those fucking <laughs> those boxes. But the last thing I read about that was that they pinged all the cell phones of the people in the area at the time that those boxes were getting stuffed. And so uh, we should expect to hear something about that pretty soon. Well, well I'm glad I mean, you I'm sorry. Because if... I haven't. I haven't heard anything about this audit thing that I can trust. I mean, obviously, most of it we can't. But I've heard from alternative media that it absolutely shows election fraud. But then you go and Google it, and it's like, it absolutely does not. But I don't know the particulars on any of it. So. Well, David, we had David Alexander Bramante on. He's He was running for governor when mm, they were doing the cool recall guy. here. Yeah, he was really cool. But he said that he... Uh, he was asked to do an interview for LA Times. They asked all of the, the candidates to do an interview and they sent them questions to prepare for. And he said the second question was, do you believe that Joe Biden won in a fair election? And he had to answer yes or no. And that, that was it. Those were the only two selections. But he just thought, what a weird question. So he actually didn't even answer and didn't get interviewed because he was he just thought that was very concerning that they would even ask that because what it's so um, condemning whatever your choice is, no matter what. Well, look, I'm sorry. It's the it's the only election, uh, from my knowledge, in history where people forgot how to or got too tired to count the rest of the ballots, and then you wake up in the morning and all of a sudden Joe Biden's ahead, and it's like I thought y'all stopped counting. How, how the fuck do you get ahead in the middle of the night when nobody's counting? Well, I mean, they had like blacked out the windows too. They wouldn't let people in. They were very secretive about how they were counting as well. Yeah, it's like, mm, I mean, eyebrow raising me. It's like, oh, no, no, no. And then, and then what was it? Uh, Time magazine? Was that the magazine? They came out and said, oh, yeah, the secret cabal, cabal that helped fortify the election. I'm like, um, is, is that not saying that that was election fraud? I mean, it's it, supposed it was to be, the piece they put out. It's supposed to be the people that kind of de determine the election there's a secret i'm sorry there's a secret cabal that's fortifying the election do tell more about this time magazine and your former editor-in-chief richard stengel that is on the record saying i don't have a problem with propaganda i think everybody should use it and his nickname in the obama white house was chief propagandist please time magazine tell us more about this fortifying of the election that you did it almost sounded like they were celebrating spiking the football and then gloating on the side sideline saying man did you see that we went in there and i fortified the fuck out of that election right tell you know just talking you know just bragging about it and it's like no it, what it how it's supposed to be is that every i mean we all know it's not but it's we we had we invited everybody to come in and say who they wanted to be in charge and then they told us who they wanted and then that we put that person in charge and you, you don't have to fortify elections if you're doing it the right way you have to fortify elections if you plan on cheating in them right and i would mm -hmm. suggest that's what happened and i'm no trump fan to be clear and i think mo uh, all of us are probably in this this limbo where it's like i uh, you know i i can I, if i come out and scream about the elections everyone goes ah oh, well of course you're screaming your guy didn't win like 
my, my guy, I don't have a guy in this. I don't give a fuck about e either of these people, but I do have eyeballs and my eyeballs tell me and a brain. nobody showed up at the Joe Biden rallies, like a dozen people, half of them were dressed as empty fold up chairs. And the Trump had 80,000 people at his rallies. He'd have a, a mile of cars, 20 miles long in Arizona. I don't know if we ever, if you remember seeing that Joe Biden had an event in Arizona in the media showed up and they were like, we're a little confused. We're a little kind of thrown <laughs> off because we're here. And yet there's nobody else here. And it's hey, like, COVID, oh, COVID, no, you're COVID, in the right yeah. place. You're COVID, in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> you're there and there's nobody else there because nobody wants this guy to be the president. So you you're, you're you haven't made a mistake. You you're you've got the address correct. You're just at a building and there's nobody else there because there's equally as little enthusiasm for this guy and he got more votes than than Barack fucking Obama? No. Yeah, absolutely right. not. It's a mathematical. Yeah, my, I, have y'all wondered at all if if Trump would have actually won would people have been taking the vaccine in a mass capacity the way we've had it that's a really good question man because because they fought because the democrats was fighting that shit tooth and nail they were like there's no way i'm gonna take something that was rushed by trump no way they hadn't been through trials and all that and the minute joe biden won and said oh shit yeah it went through all the trials it went it went through them last night as a matter of fact we've got you know 30 years worth of data in one night we know it so it's like, and you can see it. There's a uh, there's somebody up on Twitter. It says, um, "Golly, what's his? Uh, it's like COVID. COVID people uh, posting their ales or whatever, or people who yeah. took the vaccine posting their ales." And he just goes and he finds where they said this thing in November, and then they're like, "Man, if you don't get vaccinated, you're stupid." It's like I, I will never take a vaccine. Trump Trump put out, and then now it's like, if you don't take it, you're dumb. I've seen a bunch of those from that uh, mm. libs posting their L's or something like that on Twitter. It's, mm -hmm. it's hysterical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's an endless amount of them. It's a really good question. It's a really interesting thing to think about because, because there was a segment of the population, the left, let's say a segment of the left that said, no way, man, if Trump is, tr if Trump is pushing this, I won't do it. Well, think what would happen if he had, if he had made it had a second term, then those people would still be hesitant. So they had to kind of get a new guy in, right? To make sure that those people ate their own words and were like, oh yeah, I know I said I wouldn't take it, but that's when I thought it was the Trump vaccine. Now my guy's in there. And so now I'm going to, they almost had to do the switcheroo, right? That's exactly mm -hmm. what they yeah, yeah, so, sort of yeah, so you had, you had to fortify it in order to get mass compliance. Maybe that's the fortification they're talking about. Like well, and then there's those videos from uh, last year when they were showing Biden and Pelosi and Kamala and everybody else saying, no, we will never mandate vaccines. That uh -huh. is not the job of the federal government. There's so many videos. Just Google it. There's so many videos of them saying that. And now they're out there going, my patience is wearing thin. <laughs> I, know, I never thought, unfortunately, that that's an awesome question. Like, would these people be taking vaccines if Trump had won? I am of the mindset that Trump would never have won in a million years. Like, it doesn't matter. It's obviously who so they want in every time. They give us the illusion of choice every single year. That's why I always vote third party. Fuck the two-party system. It's stupid. So I don't care. I would vote for literally anyone else besides the two people they want. There's never going to be someone in office that's going to well, be great. It's always these two people who kind of suck, and the one they want is going to win no matter who votes for them. What do you right. think? Well, well here, here's another question. Okay, so... Do you think that they got that they never really wanted Trump in there 
but they got arrogant because they didn't think anybody was going to vote for him when he went against Hillary. That's no, I think question. they got I think they got Trump in there to mm -hmm. because Biden was the ultimate goal. This whole narrative was the ultimate right. goal. They got Trump in there so they could make everybody hate someone so bad for four years. Literally everything he said was blasted in the media, especially the last couple of years of his presidency. It was just blasted and everyone was like, what an idiot, what a buffoon. He's so ridiculous. His tweets were coming out. Like people were talking about what he was tweeting. They were so he mean. was so hated by so many people. He was loved by so many people as well. I mean, I was very in the middle, but they made him look so stupid so that everything he said was the worst thing ever. At least that's what the mainstream narrative was. I'm not saying everybody thought that. But so they used him as a pawn to get Joe Biden in because they would think, I mean, we, we have friends personally who said they would crawl over broken glass to vote for Joe Biden just because they didn't want Trump in office. So these people weren't voting for Biden, they were voting against Trump. So I'm not saying that Biden won fair and square, but there were a bunch of idiots out there who who put their vote in for Biden because they were so angry about Trump and that's why Trump was in there. He was in there to be like, "Uh, look how dumb this guy is. He was our president for 4 years." I'm not saying he did anything good or bad. He was a regular president, but they used him to get Biden in. That's my yes. opinion. Yes. Yeah, so so you're telling me so it wouldn't have worked with Hillary being in there because they understand that people who have a more conservative point of view would kind of be like, all right, well, they won. I'm over it now. I need to go work, do this, that, you know, support my family and move on as opposed to them radicalizing aside because I mean, it's, they pretty much, um, you know, liberals, they, they, that it's a radical group now uh, for the most part. And they've, yeah. um, as far as as far as woke so they feel like so in order to get us to this point they had to radicalize a side per se um and if they seen that if hillary got in there the more conservative leaning people would have been like all right well we got to move on with life right yeah, so i think, think it's all under control it's just a matter of swinging the pendulum more of an uprising yeah just a matter of swinging the pendulum one side or the other uh they got to keep it uh swing and keep us divided in some way and i think that's what it's all about well, i think i think jen had it spot i think jen had it spot on because i think that if if they had gotten hillary in in 2016 they would have they knew that the public would have actually been pissed enough to not vote in 2020 for the exact person that they needed with everything they planned in the pandemic and everything else in 2020. So they used him as a, as a, as a divider, a go-between between Obama and Biden so that they could get everybody really pissed off. And then right before the next election, they start unleashing the plan for the pandemic, just enough to sway all of those votes back over to actually get in who they want to follow up with what was just released. I don't, I, I think that, I think that Jen's th theory on that is, maybe it's not just so much division they just wanted division they wanted to make that radical side like you were yeah. saying they wanted the radical liberals and they wanted these super conservatives and they want people to hate each other and so that's why everyone needs to be open-minded and love each other not to be hippie. And that's yeah, why that's why they paint both sides if you say that you're a democrat or you say that you're a republican or you say you're a liberal or you say you're conservative they immediately paint you into one of those extreme camps even though they know that's not more than a fraction of the population of people that claim one of those two parties. Yeah, because this, I mean, I feel like this was probably one of the most toxic elections ever. Uh, oh, yeah. Because previously, you know, you know, you would have your, your, your woman up here, well, you know, for the, uh, when everybody did the previous nominations, and then you have, you know, election day, somebody would get in, 
And then a few months later, everybody like, all right, fuck it. I'm moving on. But it just, this was like ultra toxic. And like every news outlet, it didn't matter what news outlet, any mainstream news outlet, they were, they were taking it and they, they just, they ran with it. Um, and especially coinciding with um, all the uh, cities burned last year by BLM, which the, maybe they're finally going to start doing something and actually, you know, speak out against a vaccine mandate, maybe, potentially, but uh, potentially in, in New York City. But uh, that, that I just, I noticed how toxic this was as opposed to previously, you know, uh, a Democrat or a Republican, an independent, everybody could hang out with each other after the elections and you would just let it go. Right now, man, ain't nobody letting shit go at all. No. Yeah. And, you're absolutely and you know what? Right. Maybe they shouldn't because we, we watched, I mean, Trump broke the left's brain. He just, I mean, the, the, there's a percentage of the, the loony left that he just, he, he broke them. They're, they're, they're totally mentally unfit for dealing with the general public. And um, that was, that was phenomenal to see. Um, and I, I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I used to be, I used to think that I was more sort of like liberal than I was conservative and like, sort of like, oh, well, you know, like not, not like loony left, but like do your thing. I'll do my thing. I guess te technically it was more libertarian. And I always thought that the left now. the democratic side was more compassionate, you know, like that they were like, can't leave everybody behind. They got to take care of like the people that need our help. And, and I was kind of associated more with that than like the, uh, you know, pull yourself up from by your bootstraps or don't. I don't give a fuck that like the Republican side was was all about. We're making law and order. Here, right. But what I've come to understand is that the left are deranged psychopaths with authoritarian tendencies. And yes. if you and they're the they're the compassionate left, as long as you believe every single thing that they believe. Yes. The minute you believe one thing different from them, they want you to fucking die. Literally, Literally. want you to die. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that that so the right sees that and goes, you people are unforgivable. Like the way your behavior has been. Yeah, I get it. Trump broke your brain. But the way you like want everybody dead that doesn't think exactly like you like we can never be friends so i think that the united states needs a fucking divorce you well know? i think it's a lot more than the republican side though that's the, that's the thing about those it, extreme it, camps again it's everybody in the middle that hated trump so much they were willing to just vote for whoever was running against him it's that same demographic of people and beyond that are like okay even that is too crazy for us. And we vote libertarian or we vote, you know, this party or they're not even technically conservative Republicans. And even those people look at this left and go, that's nothing that any of us want. No, I mean, you disgusting. were right about it being a historical liberal thing, like do what you want. Let, let, let the gay people get married. Let the stoners smoke their pot. Let this, that, and the other, just, you know, everybody do their own thing. That was a very liberal principle. And now and I know Jen said it a, a million times, like we've completely sw swapped. Like you now have a good majority of everybody just going, can we all just do what we want to do and it not right. matter? You even have the law and order right that used to be all about anti-abortion and anti-gay marriage. Even those people, for the most part, are like, we don't really care about any of those things. It's 2021. Do whatever the fuck you want. Just stop telling me that I can't. Yeah. And I think Corey knows who's in charge of this is a color revolution. It's a it's a subversion, subversive tactic used by the Soros group. 
And what do they do? They go around starting color revolutions in Kyrgyzstan and Ukraine and wherever. And uh, this is this was a new revolution. It's the Black Revolution, right? It's not the Orange Revolution or the Rose Revolution or or any of that, that that they did in Europe. This is the American version. It's the Black Revolution. It's the color. Black Lives Matter. They use them as a tool to get in there and create social unrest so that they can overwhelm the system and break it down so that they can re rebuild it in their socialist dystopian night nightmarish vision where we have tranny story time uh, where the six foot eight gentleman with the skirt and no underwear comes and reads stories for four <laughs> and five-year-olds and then does somersaults with his junk hanging out and we call that you know, acceptance and nor Art. if you have a problem with that, you can fuck right off. We'll protest you. We'll we'll get you banned from teaching at this school. We'll get you kicked out of out of uh, polite society. Uh, uh, we'll we'll have you. You know, if you don't have pronouns in your body, like all of this stuff is is a subversive subversive tactic that's not accidental and that's and it's part of the loony left. And like you said, like even the people that are sort of in the middle look at this and they go. Like we're normally kind of cool with whatever, but that shit has got to go. Like it's just the stop. fact that it's called color revolutions and all those things you named. There's got to be something kind of esoteric to that too. I, I would have to look probably. into that more. Chris would probably know more about that, but the different colors and what they, you know, that might be vibrations yeah, that's, and all that shit. I'd have to look into that too. That's some deep stuff, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's just so silly though. Like they're breaking it down to this base level. Like I don't think that the color of someone's skin really matters to anyone I know with a fucking brain, like at no. all. Nobody no. cares. No one that I know, I don't see it often anywhere. I know people from all cultures, nobody cares, but they're just like blasting it into our faces. It's kind of the same yeah. thing as like the COVID death rate. Like it's so high, it's so crazy. There's so much racism. Like I don't really see racism. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm not saying people right. aren't dying, but it's not like rampant across across the right. world. It's just people are people and some people suck. Some people are cool. Well, it doesn't matter what they look like. They end up validating it with white support groups that are funded by Soros like Antifa, where it's like, look, look, these white people admit it. They are renouncing their white privilege and they're showing up to these BLM rallies and they're they're supporting this idea and they blast it all over the news to where, you know, the general public, the guys, guys and gals with not more than a pea brain are like, oh, look it, they're supporting them. That means it must be right. This whole thing is absolutely correct. And it's like, how do you guys not see that narrative? How do you guys not see that this is what they're pushing so that you think that? That if you can't get a hold, I saw a quote today that said, you know, I had a friend from China and uh, he said he didn't watch the news anymore. And I said, well, why don't you watch the news? And he goes, well, in China, we're all aware that all the news is propaganda. I guess Americans just aren't smart enough to figure that out yet. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> Good for him. Well, hey, yeah. if you guys want to understand propaganda, you can tune into my new podcast, Understanding <laughs> Propaganda. It's all I talk about. Oh, I should have saved my plug for later. But there that's it is. How you, no, that, no, that's, that's how you put that's how you do a plug. That's how you do a plug. Yeah. Right in the <laughs> middle. Yeah. Like you, you plug it, it later. You just evil you whore yourself out. Just whore yourself out. Plug it later, too. I will say, yeah, I will say one thing. Uh, if y'all have noticed, Antifa's gotten quiet unless Very. they're out there fighting against people who are quote-unquote anti-vax, anti-mask, and you, you're like, hold on a second, wouldn't y'all be against the fascism? Isn't that what Antifa Supposedly. Anti-fascist? 
but they're weaponized now to fight against people who are trying to actually fight against corporate fascism. I mean, right. I, I mean, it's just yeah. all there is to it. But but it's all ass backwards. No, no, nobody nobody said anything <clears throat> about it. But that, that's that's the only time you've seen them right here recently. Well, to be fair, if you've seen the group mugshot of all the Antifa people, they don't have a lot of white privilege. You know, that's sort of like <laughs> they've done spent all of theirs. They look a bit a trailer rough. park privilege, uh, yeah. a trailer park trash privilege. Yeah, they, they, look like like, <laughs> they don't look like they're overhand throwing their Molotov cocktails, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> all right, XQ, underhand. what you got for us today, man? Uh, well. What I've got the uh, the lands down under because I, I didn't realize it, but there's two lands down under. It's both New Zealand and Australia. They're flying out fucking shit shows. It's terrible. Australia, at least people out there are trying to fight back. I do give them credit that New Zealand they fucking gave up. They don't give a shit. They're like, man, lock me down some more. I want more lashes. Bring out the bull whip. Gag beat me. the shit out of me. I, I've seen more, Daddy. I, I made a video. Yeah, yeah, I made a video which I've had to post on my secondary channel because I got hit with a two-week strike for calling out um, a funeral home in Charlotte. Well, actually, a fake funeral home uh, that they used By to the push way. propaganda in Charlotte at a football game. And yes, that's Good what job. they fucking did. They took a Wilmore Homes. That's what, it, that's what they called it. They put a billboard and said, don't get vaccinated. And then they had Wilmore Funeral Homes down below. And it's pretty much saying, yeah, please don't get vaccinated and you'll come fucking see us. So all I did was report the news on that, but obviously that's too much. I had medical misinformation uh, by doing that, but that's beyond the point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so it struck me. So I, I built a new channel on YouTube uh, as a backup for the time being, but it's all good. But um, but in New Zealand, they uh, they pulled over a couple people who uh, support uh, reportedly smuggled KFC across the border, uh, and you it's. Six months of jail time, potentially, and a $4,000 fine. Talking about the chicken right. place? Yeah, KFC. Yeah, it's in New Zealand. I didn't know that either. I mean, it's pretty far away from Kentucky. They, hold on a second. <laughs> you have to, you have to explain what, yeah. what, what the whole law is for why they got in trouble. I, that is, I, I'm so lost. They're not allowed to take okay. takeout because they're in lockdown. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so if, you're, if, you're in one, if you're in one part that's in lockdown, you cannot go across the border get food and come back you can't do it so they went across the border now they found them with a hundred thousand dollars in cash too so i don't know if they were drug dealers oh, and then they just decided to get everybody chicken that was uh, their excuse they, to pull them over yeah they had yeah they had well they said they seen a suspicious car and said the mm. car turned around well obviously out there right now you can't do anything They're all, uh, i have all, a feeling but, that um, car is going to get fast food yeah <laughs> exactly but that's that's the amount of of flat out fascism that has came to those places in australia i mean they they're flat out there was a oh that was like a 74 year old woman that they maced and threw to the ground Holy there was shit. a guy in yeah there was a guy who was in the uh in a train station he was talking to the police he's like hey man this this isn't right what you're doing a guy came up behind him and just slammed slammed his head onto the ground knocked him out cold and this stuff is just happening and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I know. They're out there fighting, but I don't know what they can actually do because they don't have a gun. That's well, that, the, that's well, that's Australia too. They did the whole gun recall. I think it was back in the mm -hmm. '90s, and yep. you can see pictures of the mountains of firearms that were. And these weren't just like muskets. 
like these were actual like hunting rifles and everything that you would see in america today and it's just mountains of them and they got rid of all of them and now it's like yeah that's why you don't give up your guns man After look what's happening flag. yeah like you can't mm -hmm. fight back they've got bigger guns that's why you always keep your own stick like fuck well yeah Cliff they, they posted door some, to door. some good video of uh or a link to a video of this guy who in Germany who has developed these really high powered slingshots that you can attach <laughs> arrows to. And he was showed, he built up a, a demonstration of just a demonstration of a person with like the full SWAT gear and the riot shield and everything. And he's just putting these things right, right through the face shield, right through where the head would be. He's saying, see, look, it works perfect just saying you know so <laughs> i think what's going to happen in australia is that um they're going to push the people too far yeah and the I people so are going to grab a bunch of these cops and they're going to kill them dan bongino was saying be, the same thing and it's going to it's going to go one of two ways either it's going to start a slaughter of the police on the people or it's going to start a slaughter of the people on the police yep and 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 I can't exactly say that that the police don't have it coming to them after what we've been watching. I'm not advocating oh. for violence. I'm just saying that we're talking about human beings doing human being things and having these emotions. You lock these people up. You treat them like shit. You show them evidence that you're treating them like shit. And then what? You're going to act surprised when they decide to take things into their own hands. It's coming at some point. Oh, oh yeah, Charlie. I think they might there. even want it to come. Yeah, I know. And the thing is, there, there was one guy who was out there walking by one of the cops and he was talking to him. He's like, man, why are you doing this to us? He's like, man, I'm with you. This lockdown stuff doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But I've got, I've got, you know, I've got to do my thing. I'm a, I'm a cop. I, this is what I do. I got to make sure my family's good. Fuck you. And yeah, that's he exactly said, my wife's been laid there. off. My yeah. wife's been laid off. I don't have a choice. I can't, I, I, I'm not qualified mm -hmm. to do anything else. Okay. I understand but fuck you anyway. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the only, only acceptable answer there. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. You're in a bad spot, but if you're enforcing this, you're on the wrong side of humanity. And I don't well, care. Like, your reason. I get that you're in a bad spot. Take a look around. A lot we're of people are, spot. and they're we're still one, standing their ground. They're, you're, they're all one bounce paycheck away from switching sides too. They ought to Absolutely. remember that. Well, oh, really quick. Oh, go ahead. So, Really quick, I, I I gotta get out of here. We're getting ready to go. Uh, Chris, S Cube, Charlie, Corey, thank you guys for having me on. It's always a pleasure. I love talking to you guys. Um, carry on, and I will see you guys next time. Thank you, right, Ben. Thanks for coming on. You betcha. So I was just gonna say that when you're a cop, the idea of leaving is like um, people consider suicide over leaving the profession for many deep-rooted psychological reasons um for number one like for me it took me about f three to four years from the time i decided to be a cop to the time i actually got hired it was all i thought about it was all you want to fucking do and when you get in there that is like um giving that up is the fucking hardest thing literally people can contemplate suicide over over quitting or if they get in, get in trouble and they're going to be fired and then from the, from the perspective of other cops when they see somebody leave or get in trouble and quit or any it, seriously, they talk, they talk about them like they're a fucking leper. The social pressures uh, within the police department is, is, is virtually impossible to explain unless you've lived it. 
but it's, 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 it's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, I've been out for like five, six years now and uh, maybe seven years. And I, all the people who I thought were my friend, they're not anymore. I have one friend who I still talk to from my police days. That is it. Because once you're out, you're out. You're not in that fucking circle anymore. And that is another huge reason that's, that it adds to the, why the cops don't quit, even when faced with doing unconstitutional shit. It's a big club and you're not in it anymore, Corey. Yep. Thank fucking God. <laughs> yeah, but no. it, I mean, it's, 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 it's atrocious. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. And, um, and like you said, Charlie, I mean, some, there been, somebody's going, somebody's going to get killed right here shortly. It's going to happen um, on one side or the other. I don't think there's been any fatalities yet, but it's escalating to the point where there's going to be. Somebody's going to get bludgeoned to death. They even, uh, they even won't let um, like Sky News go out there and actually show the protest or anything anymore. They're sending cops to people's house to knock on their door and ask them, are you planning on going to a protest? Have you been to one? It's like, why are you here? You know, <laughs> why are you at my doorstep? So it's, it's, it's insane out there in the lands down under right now. Yeah, it's not any place I would like to be at all. Uh, and we, you know, we don't, they don't have guns. So, you know, that makes it even fucking worse for them. Uh, I know I wouldn't want to be anywhere where uh, I couldn't be allowed a firearm. So, uh, that could be very interesting. Now, normally, I ask all our guests to have a little story to bring to the table. I know uh, Joe and Jen, you guys came on last minute, and I appreciate it so much. If you guys don't have anything um, immediately to talk about, that's cool. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do mine if you guys want to come up with something or not, or just add camp commentary, whatever you want to do. Um, what I have today is very interesting, and there's some weird kind of interference going on. Can you guys hear that? All right. I don't know. Maybe no. it's just me. Mm -mm. All right, good. So it's my story. It came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, New York Times broke it, of course. But it's very interesting. Facebook apologizes after its AI labels black men as primates. I'm going to read you the story here. Facebook issued an apology on behalf of its artificial intelligence software that asked users watching a video featuring black men if they wanted to see more videos about primates. The social media giant has since disabled the topic recommendation feature and says it's investigating the cause of the error, but the video had been online for more than a year. <laughs> a Facebook space, uh, spokesperson told the New York Times on Friday, which reported on the story, that the automated prompt was an unacceptable error and apologized to anyone who came across the offensive suggestion. Uh, the video uploaded by the Daily Mail on June 27, 2020, documented an encounter between a white man and a group of black men who were celebrating a birthday. The clip captures the white man allegedly calling 911 to report that he is being harassed by a bunch of black men before cutting to an unrelated video that showed police officers arresting a black tenant at his own home. <laughs> Former Facebook employee Darcy Groves tweeted about the error on Thursday after a friend clued her onto the misidentification. She shared a screenshot of the video that captured Facebook's uh, keep seeing videos about primates message. Now, my whole thing on this is Facebook can suggest all these amazing things to me just from 
sometimes it seems like it's reading my fucking mind, but all these uh, suggested things that, yes, I was talking about that yesterday. Or, yeah, I was looking into that. That's amazing. And it can do all the algorithms can predict all these amazing things. But for one year, it couldn't find this one fucking error. That's pretty interesting. Congratulations, Facebook, for reaching a new low. That's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me play devil's advocate for a minute. Aren't we technically all still primates? Like technically, if like uh, <laughs> under the science, but we're I mean, told. that's what the, that's what the science says, right? Right. Uh, oh man. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> not. Primates. I mean, some some of us have have ascended above that. Uh, if if you have an, an an elite name tag beside you, you've ascended above that. Corey, you know this. Come on now, <laughs> the god status. But so yeah, all primates, animals uh, are equal, uh, but some are more equal than others. You yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that's that's the way it is. Uh, well, well, we all know this. Um, it wasn't a mistake. They knew it was up there. Somebody called it, and uh, they didn't want any flag. That's all there is to it. They they didn't mistake that. Come on now. Uh, I would I mean, I'd be year. very interested in seeing what what was the actual. Yeah, yeah. A year later. I'd be very interested to see uh, what was the actual. Um, uh, I know you said there was black men up there, but what exactly was the the topic? What were they were they in the woods for some? No, reason it was it was uh, a birthday somewhere? party. Uh, yeah, it was oh. a birthday party. Um, but it turned into white men allegedly calling 911 to report that he is being harassed by a bunch of black men. I mean, it doesn't get into really detailed specifics about the the video itself. I'm glad you know. I guess they took it down and. You know, we can't really find it, but um, and it apparently uh, cut to a, another video that shows like police officers arresting a black tenant in his home and then goes on to suggest uh, if you want to keep seeing videos about primates. So, yeah, good job, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Fucking great job. Hey, well, I wondered if you clicked on it, if it, if it would actually take you to like videos uh, like the one that was up there, black men, or would it actually take you to like, you know, a gorilla out there, you know, picking up a stick and scratching his ass with it. I don't fucking know. Yeah. You have the ability to read my mind and, and tell me when I'm going to wipe my ass Facebook, but you, you know. Yeah. One thing that I, I, I this is a slightly off topic, but the, the overwhelming push, particularly I've noticed in the local news media um, to have everything be quote inclusive, which I haven't really figured out what that fucking means yet. Um, but when I like here in Denver, which was, has been one of the most woke cities of all time, um, when you go through their local news every single fucking day, one of their little bullshit stories is about race in one way, shape or form, how this person is inclusive or how this person made a mistake and now apologize for it. But the theme, the message of always enforcing the fact that these, there are racial differences among us is not solving any fucking problems. Right. That's because like, uh, inclusive means following the narrative they want you to follow. That's inclusivity. That's nothing else but just following what you know. Agree. What Charlie was saying earlier, agreeing with what they say you have to agree with. That's being inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like yeah, it. You know, it started. It all started back in like ten years ago when every fucking uh, show on TV had to have a fucking lesbian, a fucking black guy, an Asian, and uh, some other fucking category of people. It's like fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's even like, uh, I don't know if y'all seen this, but uh, X-Men, everybody knows what the X-Men are. I mean, everybody knows. I, 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 would, I would suspect most people would know. But um, 
the uh, the new uh, woman that they put in there, I think her last name's Alonzo, um, she said that she's thinking about removing the men from X-Men, you know, because it's not inclusive enough. There's some badass women in there. It's like, you know they derive that from human, right? The human and the X gene in humans. You know, that's so what's going to happen from, with but, Xavier's uh, Academy is going to be for a yeah, chick now. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, no, but here's the thing, though. And <laughs> the X-Men was actually a proponent of diversity. Xavier actually went out and got the most diverse amount of people he could get. And he also wanted to work with regular humans as well. He wasn't discriminatory at yes, all. Yes, but did he, and, did he have pronouns in his bio? Not quite, but on top of that, then he's canceled. Yeah, but on top of that, but here's what I'm saying. Automatically, the most, the most, the most powerful uh, person on the team is a woman, Jean Grey, the Phoenix. I mean, and this is way before anybody even thought about trying to do, you know, inclusive or anything. But the most badass person was a woman. The word "men" is in "women" as a plural. The, yeah. the word yeah. men is in there. So it's not really exclusive or include. Like it's just, it's right there. Come on. Yeah. And recently there was like um some kind of beauty pageant happened. I don't know if it was Miss America or Miss USA, but the fucking winner was a black woman. And her fucking thing that she was pissed about was she's pissed about racism. It's like, bitch, you just won the pageant. There was no fucking racism there. <laughs> right? She was a man too, wasn't she? A no. transgender? Oh no, was she? Oh, I don't know. The day the they have transgenders Vegas. in uh, the one that the day they have transgenders in the motherfucking Vegas. beauty pageant is no, the day that, it's all got to end. They they just no, did. One, they do. Vegas won, and she's dude. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, start applying yeah. for like women's grants and shit. You should. Did you oh, see and, the and Did you out. see the MMA fight where the transgender chick <laughs> man won and like kicked the shit out of this girl and they're like, <laughs> like every first time? transgender wins. No, they were like so excited that this oh, dude God. beat the shit out of this woman. And the dude was like a dude until he was in his 30s too. It wasn't yeah, like he, like he transitioned was when dude. he was 11. Yeah, like a right. grown man, like military back. They were celebrating right. that. They were like, "Oh yeah, she won." And it's like, "No shit, her biology uh, the fuck is that? celebrating this oh right my God. yeah i mean yeah, they, so, i feel like they, you almost have to have someone get killed in the ring for them to to finally like for the loony left to yeah. finally go oh like oh maybe this isn't such a good idea right no i've uh, seen no, chicks no, with their heads split open i've seen don't care. horrific scenes already i mean it's like how much more fucking has to happen uh who has to die before this shit comes to an end you know it's <laughs> no, fucking crazy it will be it will be the law of nature they'll just say well you know everybody everybody knew the risk that they took it's just kind of, it's kind of like the uh, uh, the covid vaccine um they were like well we're not fortunate upon you we're just ruining your fucking life and if you take it and something bad happens to you, well, you didn't have to take it. I mean, it was a choice, right? So, I mean, <laughs> that everybody is absolved from any consequences. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Everybody, everybody's hands off. They're like, hey, I mean, this woman knew she was walking into a ring with a, with a, a man pretty much. And, you know, she decided that. So that's her fate, even though she got pummeled to death and, you know, massive brain damage. And that's all good. And that, that's one thing I've never understood. Everybody complains about the NFL and CTE, but I don't never hear anybody complain about, uh, you know, two people going into a ring and beating each other in the face for fucking 15 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> don't y'all think that's 
uh, CTE all day, every day? I mean, I'm just wondering. They're literally trying to pummel each other in the face and knock the other person out. But nobody ever seemed to complain about that. It's just all good. So, I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense at all um, <laughs> in the grand scheme. But, but what does make sense, you know, uh, at this point in time? Right. Yeah, I had to, you know, say the obvious thing of when going back to the racial division and dividing us. If we're fighting each other, if we hate each other, if we hate racism, we're looking at the color of our skin. We're not fighting the real fucking enemy here, which is them. And that's only they're they're not a color, they're not a race. It's just fucking them. They just need to die. So yeah, as long as we're uh, well, having all these other issues, they're gonna keep fucking thriving. Well, well, yeah, well look, Chris, you ain't got We ain't gotta hate them. I don't hate any of them. I will fucking put them down, Dave. You see yes, what I'm saying? Sir. I don't hate any of them, but I will put you down. I mean, <laughs> that's just all there is to it. And there won't be any hate to it. It just be what, what has to be done. The laws of nature. Nature don't, if we look at nature, it don't give a shit whether you're hurt. It don't give a shit whether you're young, whether you were just born. They don't give a fuck. Look out there at, at, at any any predator. They don't care who they, who they try to go and eat first, the young the weak, the sick. So, I mean, you just have to attack this with extreme prejudice. There's no hate involved. It's just what must be done. And if you're in the way, I got to bring you the fuck over. That's just all there is to it. I don't know that sounded bad. That sounded no, that sounded bad. That, really that doesn't sound that. bad at all. That yeah, sounds but, very real. There doesn't need to yeah. be hate. Hate is actually mm -hmm. the enemy for everybody right now. But just look forward and do what needs to be done. You don't have to be super angry about it or give off any crazy energy. Just go do yeah yeah because when you hate you make mistakes mm -hmm. because that now you're basing everything off your emotion and when you're over emotional you make mistakes and so you can't be over emotional that's why i mean assassins you, you don't want you don't want people that are emotional because then you start making mistakes you got you don't want karen to be an assassin for sure no yeah karen. yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so uh yeah i know that um Oh, were you talking, Jay? I couldn't hear you. Oh, no, I just said that kind of ver verges on being a sociopath, too. When you I think your mic's off or something. You sound really low. Oh, I'm talking into her mic. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lean over and talk into her mic. That'll work. Once again. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up comic books because there's a new comic book out where Superman it's Superman versus Lobo number one, I believe is his name, and it's a Superman fighting anti-vaxxers. Oh, it would. You playing, right? No, I'm fucking dead serious. I mean, I'll see if I can find the fucking thing. But yeah, Superman is now fighting anti-vaxxers. So, so me being anti-vax, that means I've got some type of superpower that I don't know anything about. <laughs> so, super villain power. Oh, okay. Well, I'm fine villain. with that. Right. No. <laughs> I don't feel any difference. So oh my this gosh. is unfortunate. Joe, would you, did you get your microphone sorted okay, out there? There you go. Oh, here, let me, yeah, let me, let I, me I totally forgot that. Oh, go, go for it. Yeah. Um, DC Comics pokes fun at anti vaxxers with anti saver movement in Superman versus Lobo number one. Uh, yeah, so they're saying it's satire, but Superman goes out and like beats the ass of a bunch of anti vaxxers. Hmm. There you go. Mm hmm. I, yeah, I, I don't know if there's any story that can top that one. That's that's fucking amazing right there. Uh, go go ahead with what you're going to say, Jay. 
Oh, I don't remember now. I just figured out that my <laughs> my uh, mic has a mute button of its own. So, and I hit that when I was moving it. So now yeah, you, can yeah, you hear were me. sitting there. I was like, somebody's whispering well, in the background. I mean, we're apparently <laughs> um, <laughs> anti-vaxxers are apparently you know enemy of the people. We're terrorists now. We're also white supremacists. We're also conspiracy Even theorists. Even though one black. Yeah. Even though this guy's black. So you know we're we're a lot of things right now, but. Um, we're also, you know, enemy of the the enemy. So it's very interesting times we're living in. And um, I want to thank everyone again for coming on. Before we go, Joe, Jen, do y'all have anything to you would like to add? Any stories that you, you came up with or anything you'd like to talk about? Did you find anything, babe? I, well, I read an article the other day that is impossible to find now. It was, I think, on the Washington Post, awesome media outlet there. But uh, they were saying that the COVID pandemic is now becoming an endemic. Like it was headline news and it was deleted almost immediately. And then when I tried to find it again, uh, every article I found was talking about how COVID's gonna last forever. <laughs> so there were multiple sources in the, I read the whole article they were talking about, I wish I remembered more of it or screenshotted the entire thing. I've done that before because I know when things are gonna get deleted, but uh, they were just talking about how through herd immunity and vaccines that it's ending now. And I think that that was, because they were trying to seed it into our heads that, I mean, we already know that it's a narrative that's false. Like it's not obviously real at all. And it, they're going to veer us off into something else. And I think that whoever read that, like there, there's something else that's gonna come next, obviously. But I just thought that was interesting that they were trying to put it out there that, oh, COVID's soon coming to an end, even though it's clearly already ended. People got sick you know, two years ago, basically, and it's definitely over. I think it was at the end of 2019 that this everyone is the longest was sick. pandemic we've ever had in yeah. the history of hey, humans. Yeah, and it's, no one died. I mean, some people, like, whatever. But uh -huh. yeah, but the, the crazy thing about that is that Norway and Denmark are completely throwing their hands up. They're like, but we've done all we can do. But you know why it's not over? It's because uh, people are going to still seek hospital attention, and that's where they'll finish them off. Trust exactly. me. Exactly. They'll put them on the ventilator, and then they're done. I seen something else they they put out. It was like, oh man, you know, remdesivir works really well when you give it to somebody early. I'm like, you're out your damn mind if you take that shit. I said, like, but that, that's, I mean, that's that is what's gonna kill you. That's gonna take you out. Kidney failure. Yeah, yeah. That 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 that'll end you really quickly. And I wholeheartedly believe there may be people in the hospitals hospital systems that maybe don't want to to potentially kill their patients, but they don't have enough courage to speak out for fear of losing their job. So right. they don't have do, enough knowledge. They don't know. Yeah, that too. They'll just do whatever the recommendation is. It's like, okay, right. they got COVID. What do we do? Okay, on day 10, we give them rendezvous. When about that dead, day 11, we ventilate them, and then we bury them tomorrow, the next day, day 12. So, I mean, that, I mean that's, that's pretty much the, the blueprint that we've had for a year and a half. And you've seen with monoclonal antibodies, everybody said that's worked. And that's a big pharma product. Boy, they nixed that really quick. They're like, hell no. If it's not a shot, we don't want it. Okay, go on with that. And, and it's, it's a big pharma product. Regeneron is a big pharma product. And they don't even want that on the market. Same with show that it helps people. Hell no. Yeah. Well, they, that all, they can't it have all goes, it on the market. It all goes back so to the EUA. If you have them on the market, the EUA is fucking null. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Exactly. So that's that's why they've got those quote unquote EU aid as well. Um, but they, they couldn't have shown. And 
of course, this stuff probably worked the entire time. I mean, we all know this, but um, but you know, you can't have people getting well because if people got well, then you know, wouldn't be able to get you a vaccine, wouldn't be able to build back better, and you know, all that other good stuff they're trying to do. Yeah, that's why they don't promote vitamins. I mean, they kind of, sort of started promoting vitamins a little bit in the mainstream media. I've taken zinc for like fifteen years, and I I actually stocked up on it because I was afraid because I think Fauci talked about it or something, and I'm like, oh fuck, all these idiots are gonna buy up all the zinc, and it works, but they're just gonna store it in their cabinets and keep eating Burger King. So I <laughs> I like I want to take it, so I need to go buy a lot of it right now. So I bought a ton of zinc because I was like, no, we need this, and we we take vitamins. Vitamins are we haven't gotten sick for two years. We've been around sick people. We've had sick people at our house. We have children. You know, we're in a get pandemic. Sick. Yeah, we're in a pandemic and we don't get sick because we're healthy. We're not even that healthy. Like we drink every day and we still don't get sick. So like nice. vitamins work. <laughs> Just saying. I think our immune systems are way more powerful than anybody really realizes. I mean, yeah. I haven't been sick and I can't remember the last time I was sick like at all. It's been fucking years. I mean, I had COVID, but I didn't get sick from it. I had fucking myocarditis for four months, but it didn't feel like I was sick. You know, like I haven't had a cold in goddamn forever. The pharmaceutical is the business of disease. They thrive mm -hmm. if you are sick. That's what it's all about. Uh, if they're if no one gets sick, if no one's dying, there's they're out of business. There's no reason for them. And uh, you know, they're they're fucking thriving right now with all this. So that's what it's all about. Um, Anything else to close out? Let's do some actual uh, shameless promotion here, guys. Uh, let's start with Charlie. Charlie, what you got going on? How's the book doing? New book just came out a couple days ago. Hypocrisy, surviving in a world of cultural double standards. I get into the medical industry. I talk about how fucking criminal they are. I uh, do the comparisons between the way they're selling the vaccine with the same way they're selling cigarettes. Uh, they're using the same terminology. They're using the same strategy. It's pretty fucking disgusting and obvious. So you can get that book. It's available in paperback on and Kindle on Amazon, or you can get it directly from my website, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. You can donate via PayPal at 10 bucks, and I'll send you the new book. Sweetness. Awesome. XQ, what you got going on in the upcoming days and weeks? Uh, well, uh, salvaging the uh, YouTube channel with a secondary YouTube channel for the time being for at least two weeks. So uh, if anybody watches me on YouTube, the secondary channel is XQ420 News and Commentary. Uh, if you go to uh, my original channel, uh, I've pretty much anybody who normally leaves comments in it I've went and I've sent them the link uh, to the new channel, so you can find the link there, and it'll take you directly over. Because it takes a little bit for before it uh, before it actually show up on YouTube, you got to have like so many people click on a video or whatever before you're even able to be discovered. So, uh, so you can find me there if you watch me on YouTube for the next couple of weeks. Then I will move back to the regular channel. Uh, for people who watch me, bitch shoot, new tube, Odyssey, I will still be up there because uh, they're better than YouTube uh, at the moment. Uh, <laughs> they're not set up better per se. Well, I say Odyssey is probably set up the best. Um, but um, but yeah, so you better find me there. Uh, I will have an episode this week of Inside the Cube that will be releasing this week. I took off last week because I did a um, interview with uh, Lindsay on Rogueway. So if you haven't seen that, you can go check me out on that. Uh, we did a, it's about two hours we talked uh, last week after we did this. 
So I talked a lot last week, but uh, yeah, other than that, uh, that's what I've got. Sweet. Awesome. Corey, anything going on? No, just listen to my new podcast. If you want to yes. understand everything, you got to understand propaganda. You need to understand propaganda. When you go through uh, my first couple episodes, the first two, I went through Goebbels principles of propaganda. And when you actually fucking come to understand them, you're like, holy shit, this is what they're doing to us today. And then my third episode, I covered the OSS Doctrine of Rumors, which I've covered like 10 times, the most important document anybody could read. And um, tomorrow I'm doing another one. Uh, I'm going to be covering the propaganda, the counter-propaganda that, was being, that is being pushed by the American Medical Association in reference COVID. So it's going to be good. But yeah, check it out. It's called Understanding Propaganda. You can also go to understandingpropaganda.com. I have it embedded there. So yeah, good shit. I'm yes. going to warn you, it's a little dry. The Goebbels shit is dry as it gets, but you got to understand it if you want to, if you want to understand it. And it is also available on the Forbidden Knowledge Network. Uh, that's forbiddenknowledge.news. You can go there, check out all the awesome shows on the network. We got a bunch. We've got a bunch more coming. So go check that out. And of course, Forbidden Knowledge News and Beyond Classified five to six times a week. And Joe and Jen, thank you guys so much for coming last minute. Uh, do some shameless promotion. Who you guys got coming up? Anything interesting coming? Well, uh, I mean, if anybody's watching this, obviously we've done several episodes with you guys, so you can go check our back catalog for that. Our One of our newest episodes was with Charlie here, so go check that one out. Everyone seemed to like that one. Everybody loves Charlie, though, you know, so it's it's easy for us to get a lot of feedback on his episodes. But I found a better way to give everybody our links. Instead of saying Google us like I usually do, it's just linktree.com slash legitbat. All of our links are there. Boom. And we're going to be in Denver November 6th to 10th. So if anyone wants yeah. to come hang out, come hang out. Come join the party. Yeah, we'll be making some more announcements about that soon. So be looking forward to that. That's going to be epic. Uh, everyone, thank you again for showing up this uh, this fine Sunday. And we will do it again next week as long as we don't hit by that asteroid or, or any asteroids. Who knows? Uh, but until next time, everyone, have an excellent time, excellent day, excellent evening. We'll see you again soon. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.